Hey, everybody. You found the Beached White Male Podcast. I'm glad you're here. And for the end of the month of January 2024, I want to do something a little different. I've done this before. Many of you know that I've got a Substack page, and I'm so glad to hear from you when I make a post. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote a post that I called The Big Beautiful Wall. And when I wrote that post, I knew that much of public opinion stands in opposition to this notion that we Americans should be welcoming these immigrants who are crossing the border. For many Americans, it's just flat illegal. And so these guys are are just lawbreakers. But there we were welcoming them on a Sunday afternoon. I got some encouraging response from many of you. Probably the most encouraging response came from Philip Yancey. And he asked permission to re-release my article as a guest post on his very popular blog. It's out there now, and I'm going to include a link to that post. And you'll be able to see not only the way in which uh, Yancey cleaned it up a little bit, but also the many folks who left responses and comments. I believe that every American who pays attention at all recognizes that the southern border is in crisis right now. And it's in the headlines every day. There's lots going on. In fact, I'm composing another Substack article. I'm calling it The Blame Game. It's time for partisanship. We need to work together. And thanks to Philip Yancey, I've got to say, I'm in contact now with a, with a really dear family who lost their beautiful 19-year-old son who ordered what he thought was a relaxant on the internet. Instead, he got fentanyl, privately delivered. It killed him. In the news, we're seeing what almost became a bipartisan effort to address these problems. And that bipartisanship is getting lost in this presidential race. Uh, You've been watching it just like I have. But just to give us a little perspective on what's going on at the border. I want you to hear what I wrote about the big, beautiful wall. And I'd be glad to hear from you. So here it is. My Substack article, The Big, Beautiful Wall. Up close and personal. It was a campaign promise we could all visualize back in 2016, it was such a wildly popular idea that it unleashed a tsunami of votes. The presidential candidate that led that chant, build that wall, build that wall, caught the huge wave that carried him all the way into the White House. Last Sunday, we drove our car along that wall the 30-foot-tall, rusting steel pillars crowned with coils of barbed wire until we found a makeshift camp. There, some 300 exhausted sojourners were corralled by a small contingent of uniformed officials. Our son's father-in-law, the Reverend Dr. Michael Lodahl, had sounded the alarm. These folks who were prompted to embark on an impossible journey from distant lands, possessed by a dream of a better life in America, congregated on the parched desert hills of Southern California with no shelter, no water, no sanitary facilities, and no food. The nights are cold. We were invited to offer some form 
of assistance. In my last Substack, I mentioned the Advent exercise our friend and spiritual director led, a contemplation of Mary's prayer, the Magnificat. From her longing heart, Mary imagines what her son might become. In her song, she anticipates that he would lift up the humble and fill the hungry with good things. Brenda encouraged us to consider how in this Christmas season we might mirror Mary's song and do the same. That's when I remembered Michael's story. He shared it with me just a week before as we gathered for our Thanksgiving feast. He's a beloved professor of religion and theology. He has also been a pastor. Just this year, he came to the difficult conclusion that he could no longer remain in the conservative denomination that ordained him. So he applied for a transfer. The United Methodist Church welcomed him with open arms. His credentials are impeccable. The denomination he left gave him a gracious and glowing recommendation. His long track record of teaching, preaching, and pastoral care makes him a worthy candidate. The bishop challenged him with an assignment that would complete the process of good transfer. On Sundays, he would accept an interim pastor position in a small church in rural Southern California, just on the border of Mexico. Michael happily agreed to take on the challenge. Word spread. A recent PBS news broadcast featured the town where Michael works. In this remote place, far from any official border crossings, there remains an unfinished portion of the formidable wall. The gap, several miles long, gives opportunity for unhindered crossing far from authorities' reach. We've been told that arrangements to travel to this off-the-map, unauthorized portal can be arranged by travel agents as far away as China. On the other side of the wall, coyotes, the traffickers who prey on migrants, offer transport to this opening in the wall for a fee. Some travelers were giving their life savings to a driver who would convey them along a dusty forsaken road to that opening. The U.S. Border Patrol, overwhelmed by the sheer numbers, cannot deal with the refugees' needs. And Michael's sleepy little town, population 600, like many other border towns, can hardly cope. Hence, the call to Los Angeles for help. We met Pastor Michael early that Sunday afternoon at a supply center where we found clothing, water, and a man cooking a huge kettle of rice and beans over a natural gas flame. We packed our car with as much as it would carry and made our way to that big, beautiful wall. We were not the first Americans to offer aid. A group contributed and set up camping tents. We found Karen, the retired social worker who was on that PBS report, interacting with families. She found two unaccompanied minors, took them into her car, and fed them. They were shivering and terrified. It's not my responsibility, she said, acknowledging what we all knew. It's a complicated mess. I didn't create this crisis, and I can't fix it, she said. But she could be there with fresh water, warm clothes, caps, gloves, 
and a sincere word of encouragement and hugs. She listened to stories. She invited us to do the same. A registered nurse volunteered to accompany her to the site, tend to wounds, and offer advice to the sick. We learned that these immigrants not only came from Central and South America, but Turkey, Ukraine, Syria, and even China. Every one of them had a story of tragedy, lost homes, lost family members, lost businesses, lost hope. The only hope left was America. Employment, safety, a new start. What we did not find out there on our side of the big beautiful wall were drug dealers or terrorists carting in loads of fentanyl with the intent to kill off America's young. We didn't find communists or Marxists or thieves or rapists. They are not vermin. They are not poisoning our blood. They are human beings who have sacrificed everything, everything, driven by an instinct for survival and the promise of a land filled with milk and honey on the other side of the Jordan, the other side of the big, beautiful wall. A promised land. America. As Abraham heard the call to move on, so did these weary travelers. I've read When Helping Hurts. I'm quite aware that we do-gooders cannot fix this horrific problem. I returned from my visit to The Wall to my climate-controlled smart home where Alexa awaits at the ready to turn on my Christmas lights at 4.30 in the afternoon and off at 10 p.m. The refrigerator is full and the big screen television brings the world into my living room. Two cars are out there in the garage ready to take me anywhere I want to go. That said... I hear Mary's song. I watch Karen, the social worker, embrace the alien children. I listen to Pastor Michael challenge his people to care. I consider what Mary's son had to say about both the proud and the humble. The proud will be taken down and the humble lifted up. I let it all shape my thoughts, inform my prayers, I let it change me. All right, then. That is my Substack article, The Big Beautiful Wall. If you want to subscribe to my Substack, there's a link in the show notes of this episode I invite you to click on it, and you can leave a message there, or you can get hold of me at thebeachdwightmail.com, the contact page. I'd love to hear from you. You'll also find a link to the Philip Yancey blog, where this essay was featured. Check out the comments, too. So this is an unusual podcast uh, for the end of January 2004. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more interviews, and I hope to see you there. So until then... Be strong, keep healthy, and stay curious. Bye-bye.